Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Daydream and Listen. My name is Krista. I hope that you're all doing well and have been having a nice week. Today's episode is going to be one about how to find your creative path and how I figured out my own creative path. And when I say that term, creative path, I know that might sound weird, but I think of it sort of as how I figured out what I could do with my creativity and talents. So hopefully this will be interesting if you are a creative person or even if you're more analytical just to hear things from another perspective. So I am really excited to talk about that and also right now I am filming, not filming, (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying, I'm recording in my kitchen right now because no one else is home so I was like hey why not record somewhere new. So if you do hear like a little click go on somewhere that's just my air conditioning turning on and off so don't be alarmed by that okay but before I dive into today's topic let's discuss what happened this past week in my life by talking about the highs and lows beginning with the highs of the week so this past week was my mom's birthday and I won't say how old she turned but it was a milestone birthday which is super exciting And my family and I, we had so much fun getting to celebrate her. So because of, you know, COVID and all that stuff, um, it's kind of been dying down in my state. And we were actually able to go out to eat, which was so nice. And this was, I think, the first time I've gone out to eat since before everything has happened. Um, But yeah, it was nice. My sisters and I were all able to come together and celebrate her. And then after dinner we went back to my place or my place my house and we um had like some dessert my mom opened up some gifts and then also my sisters and my dad helped put together this birthday celebration video for my mom so we got a bunch of my mom's friends and our family together to film themselves kind of wishing my mom a happy birthday and like talking about her and all this stuff so it was so nice the video ended up being like almost a half an hour long because there were so many people in it but I think she really liked it so if you're looking for a good birthday gift for uh, a parent or I don't know someone in your life that you really love and care about definitely try to do like a birthday video because I think adults just like love that kind of stuff it's so cute all right and now for the lows of the week I don't think I had too many lows this week, but I will say that I felt really tired this whole week. I don't know why I didn't even go to bed that late this week, but I just felt so tired every day. Like it would hit me at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, I could so go for a nap right now. But yeah, so I'm really hoping that this upcoming week, I just have a little bit more pep in my step, a little bit more energy. I don't know, maybe I need another cup of coffee in the day or something, but yeah, so that was really my only low for the week. Okay, now let's dive into today's topic, which is all about creativity and kind of what I've experienced as a creative person. So I guess I'll start by talking about my own journey with finding my creativity and how it's got me to where I am today, and then later talk about like what I recommend to figure out how to give purpose to your creative skills and talents. For me, I feel like beginning of my childhood, 
I loved expressing myself through fashion, doodling, writing, singing, dancing, those types of things. I talked before in a previous episode about how much I love picking out my own outfits and putting my own spin on different fashion trends at an early age. I also loved doodling little fashion sketches of clothes when I was in, I think, elementary school, and I dreamed of becoming a designer. I thought that would be so fun. Also, I also feel like as a kid, I love to perform. That probably stems from me being a middle child and wanting attention. If you're a middle child out there, you probably know what I mean. So I love to make these little home movies with my sisters where we would dress up in costumes and sing and dance in front of the camera. Rewatching those old home movies, which we've done a little bit of that during quarantine. It's so fun. Um, but those in those movies, it was very apparent that I loved to sort of take charge as the creative director and boss my poor sisters around with what to do. I feel so bad for them. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, I did dance lessons when I was in early elementary school. I stopped for a few years and then later continued on in middle school and then throughout the beginning of high school is when I did them. I love dance so much and at the time it was such a great way for me to creatively express myself. I still love dancing and watching other people do it but I don't really keep up with it like I used to. Also at the beginning of high school I took interest in playing the piano. I actually taught myself how to play and I did so by learning different songs that I liked. Now I'm sure I would have been a lot better if I had taken lessons but it was sort of fun for me to do in my free time and believe me I mean I wasn't amazing at it but it was just something fun to do. I would honestly love to get back into it someday. I think the piano is such a beautiful instrument and I have so much respect for people who play it or any other instrument for that matter. Then, like I mentioned in a previous episode, it wasn't until my freshman year of high school where I got interested in art. And that year, I feel like I really started to understand how I'm wired as a creative person rather than an analytical person. What is it? I think it's uh, that being more dominant in your right brain is when you're considered to be more artistic. I don't know. Anyways, so to make a long story short, when I was applying for classes for my freshman year of high school, I applied to be in an accounting class, which looking back, I'm like, why would I ever want to be in a class for accounting? I think I only signed up to take it because my older sister had when she was in high school or when she was a freshman, but the class ended up filling before I could even get in, so my only other options for an elective course were art or woodshop. So of course I thought, hmm, I might be decent at art class, I'll do that one. I'm so, so, so thankful that I chose to go with art because it essentially transformed the rest of my high school experience and later my college experience. Think about it, I could be going to school right now for accounting. <laughs> which nothing wrong with that, but definitely not what I'm interested in. Also, I could have taken woodshop in high school. I don't think that would have ended up great either. I remember within the first few weeks of being in my art class that I started to feel excited and inspired by art. My class was mostly filled with talented seniors and I felt both inspired and intimidated 
by how good they were. Also, my art teacher was, and still is, one of the most talented and encouraging people I know. When I started to really practice at drawing and then later practice painting, I began by sketching out different celebrities I liked. When, you know, it was the evenings and I had finished up my homework, I would break out the sketchbook and start messing around, doodling stuff. I would then bring in those sketches to school the next day and ask for my art teacher's opinions on them. For some reason, it was almost like this addicting feeling that I had when I was able to realistically draw a celebrity or I thought it had looked like them. Emphasis on the thought because back then, I would look at these drawings and that I had spent so much time on and I thought that they looked nearly perfect. Meanwhile, I look at them today and it's just laughable at how, I don't know, they're not that great. Let me just say that. Some of my favorite people to draw at the time, well, actually, the only celebrity that I loved to draw at the time was Adele. I went through a phase my freshman year where all I would listen to was the 21 album, such a good album, and I would play it on the piano and then draw Adele. So my freshman year was consumed by Adele, essentially. Love her still. Um, After my freshman year, I was really, I was still really passionate about art and continued to take courses for the rest of my time in high school. I was that art kid in high school that would doodle on my calculus homework and would spend my lunch periods in the art room, in the art room. I was cool, okay? No, but really, I was a nerd who just loved art. Um, And you might be thinking, calculus, I thought you said you weren't analytical. And yes, I wouldn't say that I totally am, but I do enjoy problem solving and to a point, I sometimes enjoyed math and science because of that. Okay, anyways, so as time went on in high school, I began to learn about different artists and their styles and follow artists that I liked on social media. To this day, my favorite artist is Jamie Lee Reardon. She was someone that I stumbled across when I was looking up different people to follow on Instagram that would inspire me. I found so much inspiration by observing other artists work and it made me realize the type of art that I liked and that's sort of how I figured out that I liked fashion illustration. So if you don't know what fashion illustration is, it's essentially when designers illustrate garments to concept a fashion collection or art, an artist will do that after the collection has been released as a way of merging fashion and art together. Fashion illustration I'm sorry, fashion illustrators basically view fashion as an art form and express it through the work that they make. Jamie is one of my favorite artists because her work is incredibly stylized and has this sort of, I guess you could say, Tim Burton meets haute couture vibe to it, if you can picture that. (laughs) There's also a really cool Instagram account that features a ton of great fashion illustrators. It's called Draw a Dot. If you're into fashion illustration or you want to see some examples of it, I'll link both Jamie's and the Draw a Dot Instagram into the show notes so you can check them out. So beginning when I was in high school, I started to practice developing my own art style. 
I filled so many sketchbooks with drawings and paintings of things that inspired me online in fashion magazines, in advertisements, etc, etc. Even if I wasn't fully satisfied with the illustration, I was still so happy to channel my inspirations into something creative. And I think that that is so important to do as a creative person to make sure that your work is a reflection of your inspirations. Because you don't just want to draw something to draw something. You want to have purpose behind it. When I was doing my college search, I knew that I wanted to pursue a career in art and fashion because I honestly couldn't see myself being happy or successful doing anything else. Those two things were like pretty obvious to me at that point that this is something I should go into. I started out at FIT in the illustration major. I got my associates in that degree and I loved studying illustration because it felt like a more practical way of seeing art, like my artwork had some purpose to it. It wasn't super abstract and meant to just hang on a wall, like my illustrations were meant for something specific if that makes sense. Now I'm earning my bachelor's degree at FIT in fabric styling, which I know when people hear fabric styling they think, what does that even mean? I honestly don't like the name of the major, just to be real with you guys, because so many people initially don't understand what what it means. I feel like they could change it to something that's a little bit more specific, but it's basically a combination of designing, trend forecasting, and creative direction. My classes are more focused on fashion, whereas in the illustration courses, they were more focused on art. While studying both majors, I learned so many different ways that I could apply my passion for art and fashion to a career. And I think that's why I chose to study both things because I knew that these were two things that I was really passionate about that if I learned a lot about both of them, that it could help me figure out exactly what I want to do. This is just my opinion, but I think nowadays it's good to sort of be uh, what they call jack of all trades where you're skilled in different areas, but they all sort of relate back to one another. I think because job markets are so competitive these days, it's good to always learn new skills within your line of work so that you're more well-rounded well rounded as a creative person. For me, up until I went to college, I only created art through traditional mediums like drawing with pencils, charcoals, pastels, and painting with watercolors, acrylics, and oils. So, all the traditional stuff. When I started my degree, I had to learn how to use digital mediums like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. Initially, I hated digital art. I thought it was so difficult and a waste of time. Fast forward to now, where I use it for pretty much all of my classes in the fabric styling major, in my job, and in my own personal projects. I still love to do things traditionally and honestly feel like it's almost more impressive to me in terms of art, the things that I create, but I appreciate being able to do things digitally because it's what a lot of people prefer to see, and I think the different things that can be done digitally are super cool. So if you are a young creative person and you're trying to figure out what what to do with your talents, I think it's good to always look around you and see what areas you can offer your skills to. 
For example, I am a part of a club at FIT called Runway 27. Shout out to them. And through that club, I've been able to contribute my creativity to it. And joining a club or meeting new creative people is also a great way to stay inspired and find new ways to enhance your creative skills. So if you can, doing something like that might be really helpful for you when figuring out what you want to do creatively. I also think it's really good to not just focus on your assignments for your classes as a way of expressing your talents and your skills because I have to be honest, in some of my college classes, I haven't always been super excited or passionate about the specific work I have to do. Now, that's not saying like it's all a waste. I've learned so many new things and like loved all the different, a lot of the different projects that I've worked on. But, you know, there's always those few where you're like, eh, not really feeling this. Um, But that's why I think it's always good to start a new personal project that you can later add to your portfolio to show, hey, this is my style. These are some things that I'm really passionate about and like to do aside from my work for my job or my classes, whatever it may be. By doing your own personal projects, I think you end up learning more about yourself and you never know, new ideas could spark from that. With technology at your fingertips too, it's great to share your creativity through social media. You honestly never know what those things could lead to. You may find a new hobby or a new line of work just from the type of content you're posting and I think it's always great to try something new as a creative person because again you never know what it could lead to. Doing things like that always are ways that have helped me figure out my creative path. I think that being a creative person is quite the journey. Actually My high school art teacher gave me this bit of advice that has stuck with me this whole time, and that is to trust the process. That's what he would always say. You never know what your skills, what the new skills you'll adapt to, um, and what new projects may come your way, but it's always to trust the process and know that it's all going to work out in the end, and it's all going to work out for a specific purpose for you. I know if you're a creative person and you're wanting to go to school for it or start a career in it, there's a chance you've received some criticism from friends, family, or just random people in your life about how being an artist or a job in fashion or whatever creative thing it is you're interested in doesn't pay well. You know, the whole starving artist thing. I've personally heard that before and it honestly makes me so upset. I know people who are wildly successful as creatives and they too heard the same things growing up. I think of it this way, you know, your stubborn relative or that annoying teacher at school says something like that to you. You know what? Prove them wrong. Show them that you have the drive and the skills for what it takes to be successful. My papa used to say this all the time, that if it was easy, everyone would do it. Think about that with what you're interested in. The thing you're passionate about might be difficult, but who's to say that you won't be successful with it? It's so important that as creative people, that as a creative person, you stay on your own path and pursue the things that make you happy. Everyone is on their own journey, and I think as long as you are happy and 
feel personal success with what you're doing, it shouldn't matter how much you make. I say that knowing that you, or I'm sorry, I say that knowing that you, the listener, have what it takes to be wildly successful. Keep an open mind, trust the path you're on, and don't give up on yourself. I think I'll end today's episode on that note. I know that the topic of creativity is pretty broad and there's a lot more that I could talk about on it. So if you want me to talk about something more specific on the matter, let me know. Feel free to DM the at daydream and listen Instagram with your ideas. I would love to hear them. Like always, I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast on either Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you're listening on Apple, be sure to give it a rating and review. Those really help with growing podcasts, so I would love to see any feedback that you have. And like I mentioned before, follow the at Daydream and Listen Instagram account. It's spelled just like the title of this podcast is. I like to think that I post some cute content out there. and It's honestly a great place to stay in the know about new podcast episodes. So with that, I love you guys. Hope you have an amazing week. And as always, thanks for listening.